Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. I'm Lavia Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So, I think that since COVID has finally gotten to be normal, you know, <laughs> like people are finally like, okay, this is how it is. Um, it's not going to restrict me um, to travel and, you know, go back to work, things like that. One thing that I'm interested to see is that it's people are not going to really want to work like outside of the home. I feel like it kind of illustrates, maybe this was a good thing that COVID happened because it kind of illustrates that people can stay home. They can stay home, they can work full time, they can take care of the kids. It might be kind of like a, like a revolution for some people. I know that I am antsy to go out. Um, I have a few ideas of, on where I want to go and which, you know, road trips I want to take, adventures I want to take. I have to admit that um, it does still feel different. Uh, one thing that is super different, I feel like, is meeting people. Meeting people are people I haven't met people I haven't talked <laughs> in a group big group, like public group of people in a long time. You know, I feel like even as an extroverted person going to like a big group and having to talk in front of a lot of people, that's gonna be really weird. <laughs> like I feel like COVID kinda kept us in a little safe digital world for a little while. But anyway, just wanted to brush up on some advice that my therapist had given me um, about after graduating. So the thing about rehab is a lot of people, they go in and out of rehab. Rehabilitation isn't necessarily like school, or maybe it is kind of like school. You know, some people leave, they come back, they complete they complete it, they drop out. It's a lot of things like that. Um, unless you have a legal binding to, you know, have to take the classes or have to go through rehabilitation. But for people that don't have a legal binding, thank God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's more of like a graduating term, and if you need to come back for whatever reasons, because that is a possibility. Just because you graduate rehab once doesn't mean that you're done forever. That's the goal. That's my goal. But, you know, it's a possibility you could go back. And I think it's important to maintain a physical and mental um, well-being to remain sober. One thing that my um, therapist had told me also before um, graduating rehab is that it's good to keep an environment around sobriety and around recovery. It's important to stick with um, AA groups or um, they have a Minneapolis recovery hotline and you can register online. You can choose a time that fits for you. They can come and they can call you every week to check up on you. And it's actually a really nice service. It's a free service that you can participate in. And 
of course there's hotlines as well. And I can't remember. I'll have to um, find it and get it in the next podcast. But there is a website where you can find all of the online AA free AA groups. Um, and it ranges. You know, it ranges um, in Minneapolis between, like, uh, male veterans AA, um, college women in sociology. It's pretty interesting, actually. And it's it goes throughout the day. You know, you could go at 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. just catching meetings. And it's a very convenient source. So I will try to find it for the next podcast. I'm kind of walking in between jobs. And, you know, it was very interesting yesterday because yesterday I felt emotionally triggered. And now the the term trigger for most people when you hear trigger that means like that means like a thought an emotion an event that enhances feelings that enhances like anything in particular the desire to use but now that i am kind of thinking back and more onto this term trigger you know we do have a lot of emotional triggers and triggers can lead to other triggers like so for example yesterday i got upset i got upset because i felt that because i have had such a busy busy schedule a lot of doubles this week fitting stuff in i haven't had a lot of time to relax and enjoy myself. I haven't had a lot of time to relax and hang out with my friends. And emotionally, that got me really upset over something small. Um, you know, I wanted to go get dinner with one of my friends, and they were unable to because they were busy. They just came back from a long travel, and on the plane, I understand that, they were tired. But for me, emotionally, I was angry. And yesterday I decided to use some of my skills because that frustration can trigger youth. A lot of feelings can trigger youth. And so when I felt this feeling of like, ugh, I just want to relax, I just want to, you know, rewind, have a glass of wine. Instead, I decided to do the opposite. I decided to go take a walk. I decided to jog a little bit, actually. I called a friend. I phoned a friend. And this really helped. Even getting things off your chest. And it's important when we put take things out, you know, on our friends or tell them about our day vent. It's interesting because it's important that we set boundaries. One thing that I really like to remember is that when I'm telling a friend a story, before I even tell the story, before I even rant, I'm like, you know what? I just want to rant. Can you just hear me out? This is, I'm not looking for a solution. I'm not looking for this. 
not looking for an outcome. I'm not looking for anything other than consoling. And it really does help. It doesn't always help in every situation, but even, you know, if someone else is talking to me, I like to clarify sometimes. Like, they'll be like, oh my god, uh, my ex came into town. Let me tell you what happened. I usually take a little second and I'm like, hey, do you want me to, like, listen? Am I listening? Or are we, like, thinking of solutions? Are we, like, discussing? Are we... You know, what are we doing when we're listening? That helps me because my mind really wanders. And throughout sobriety in general, it's very important to set boundaries. And in order to set boundaries, you have to maintain your own physical and mental health. You need to remain confident. You need to stand up for yourself. You have to realize that you're worth it. If someone is testing you, someone's pushing your abilities it's it, you're it's worth saying hey give me a little space it's very interesting because there comes a time in sobriety where the cravings are gone the physical cravings are gone I don't desire to drink. I Even when I have a drink in, in front of me, I have no desire. It's other things that trigger me to drink. Not the drink itself. It's the emotions. It's the thoughts. It's the environment. And sometimes the environment has a huge say in our lives. If you live in a neighborhood with lots of crime, you know, people are stealing, people are, like, robbing you, you've been abused. You know, the environment is very important. You want to be in a healthy environment when you're going through sobriety. Not everyone has that luxury, but if you have that luxury, do it. And... Because... The substance in itself is not always triggering. It's the things around you. Surrounding yourself with positive, clean people. Which is also easier said than done, because we don't always have that privilege. But if you can, surround yourself with positive people. Mindfulness. Mindfulness, for those that don't really understand the idea of, or term of mi- mindfulness, is when you are in the moment, when you're in the present. You're not thinking about tomorrow, you're not thinking about yesterday, you're literally in the present and you're enjoying what's in front of you. That is mindfulness. Mindfulness is also sitting with yourself, enjoying the air, enjoying existing. Being content with your own existence, regardless of what other people are doing. I think sometimes we get discouraged, even, you know, with simple goals. I would not consider sobriety a simple goal, but in our lives in general, and sobriety, it can be easy to compare yourself to others. And even though one person is clean or maybe clean 
for many, many years. I just want to remind you that, you know, if, if your goal is to just be at work on drinking on the weekends, that's a goal that you have the right to set for yourself. And whether people agree with it or don't agree, if that's something that you can do, perfect. It's important to set those goals that are attainable to you. It's such a beautiful day in Minneapolis, honestly. It's about 65 degrees and it's windy, it's warm. And it makes my it makes my life a lot more beautiful when the weather is nice. I do like seasons. Seasons always kind of remind me of like where we are at in the year. And I kind of have a curiosity about other states that don't experience seasons. How do they know what time of year it is if every time is the same? <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure they have winter and stuff too, but that's a something that just like popped into my brain recently. But anyway, I really appreciate everyone that's been listening to these podcasts. I also appreciate the patience. Um, very busy this week and um, having a lot of ideas flowing, and just want to get a you know a good concept of season six and what to do. So I appreciate your patience and do something good for yourself. You know, listen to a good song, rest, make sure you have water, maybe get a, a hug from a friend, maybe phone your mother or your father, talk to someone that you love, know that you are loved by somebody, and have the safest of travels. Good morning, Minneapolis, and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavi Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. You know, in Minneapolis, I'm sure like in other states, other cities, other countries, maybe, they're, they're debating, well, they're talking, the Senate and the state and the, all those people, they're talking about lifting the mask requirement. And to be honest, I think I'm probably going to be wearing my mask still in public places. I'm I'm chicken. But I think it'll be nice for those people that really think it's horrendous. Some people really do, and I can understand that, you know, especially at a gym. Like, working out that, at the gym with your mask on is probably not the most fun um, you get used to it, but, uh, you know, it is a lot easier to, <laughs> to breathe and stuff. So maybe in certain circumstances, it'll be nice to have not have that responsibility. But, you know, if it happens, awesome. And if it doesn't, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I feel like I'm at the point where I kind of got used to it now. So, this summer... I, I don't know if it's just me or if it's most Minnesotans, but if you're a, living in a state where, you know, you have seasons, when the seasons change, there's almost like this feeling of renewal. Like right now, 
I feel like it was like the most perfect moment for me because I like graduated rehab and then the summer was coming up and things just seemed to be renewing and there's almost something harmonious about like the seasons um like winter winter is really nice because after all the heat you know you kind of have to walking to the bus stop is a challenge sometimes it's a challenge sometimes it's an adventure you know because in the summer you got so used to walking that that path over and over and you know it was sunny and it smelled good and you know you didn't have to wear your jacket then it starts getting colder and soon you have to bring your rain jacket you know your umbrella the seasons I almost believe kind of correlate with like your emotions sometimes that might just be like me um, making a existing notion <laughs> like making that up but it sometimes feels that way you know it sometimes feels like after well Mother's Day just happened, and I know for some people, Mother's Day can be triggering for many reasons. Um, But in regards to uh, managing triggers, um, everyone's experience is different. But for me, um, Mother's Day kind of brings on a lot of emotions. Um, Happiness sadness, um, regret, guilt, um, forgiveness, and, you know, with someone who is prioritizing their life to remain sober, sometimes a lot of these emotions can get really overwhelming. It can seem like their emotions are in front of your eyes, kind of like a screen. Have you ever heard that song that's like, I see red or something like that? It's like, meh, sometimes, (laughs) not like that. No, I was, I was (laughs) trying to do (laughs) like a, like a screamo version because I heard a screamo version of that song. Like, but I can't do screamo, obviously. Um, (laughs) But yeah. That I see red song. That's like, I see red, red, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. And it's, it kind of, that's how I explain it. You know, sometimes our emotions are so in front of us, you know, like they kind of filter out. I almost feel, yeah, they are kind of like filters. They almost filter out what's actually happening in front of you. That's why it's kind of important to understand and be aware of your emotions and this might seem kind of elementary but uh, for me I used to hide a lot of those emotions with substances so for me this is kind of new and I'm interested to see how you know life continues to go on as I continue on my sobriety. I know withdrawal can happen. 
know lots of things can happen. Even relapse can happen. But I think the, the main thing here is just prioritizing the mental health for me. Anyway, so when I find myself when the screen is there and all these emotions are at the surface and I can't really feel anything else other than those things that are holding on to me, I kind of have to take a deep breath. Take a few deep breaths. Sometimes water, like colder, hot water helps to get you back in your body. Dissociation is an interesting place because it's a safe place and we get used to it. Like dissociation is something that I'm very familiar with. I've done it all my life. And it has done me really good things. It has saved me. Saved my life. And for that I cannot despise it. But now that my life is beautiful, I want to explain that like I mean like simple. <laughs> a simple life is a beautiful life to me. A beautiful life is like a life where you wake up and you have food at the table and you're surrounded by happy people, positive people, healthy people. Even if they're not healthy people, they're good people. And they try to work on themselves. And they prioritize your relationship. They prioritize friendship. This is what a beautiful life is. A beautiful life is full of opportunity. And I think that sometimes a lot of people think that opportunity is this huge, like, you win a million dollars. Now you have an opportunity. Now you will be happy. One thing that I really learned through my rehabilitation was that sometimes not doing anything is something. Not doing anything is something. And, you know, before... I really started to um, prioritize the well-being of my mental health. I used to be very busy. I'm still very, very busy because <laughs> I'm a very busy person. And, um, you know, I like to get things done. But, you know, just walking, taking a few minutes to walk, taking a few minutes to sit down on the couch, enjoy some tea, enjoy some coffee. I think in our days, sometimes we don't realize how important those things are. You know, yesterday I was feeling really upset. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make dinner today. I'm going to make dinner for myself. I'm going to make wings and a salad. Mashed potatoes. Why not? It's my life. <laughs> can do however the fuck I want. You know, it's not hurting anybody. But it's also helping me. It's also helping me feel accomplished, like I did something. And I think 
the easiest way to really stick with sobriety, as I keep on mentioning, is staying in a community. There are times where sometimes I kind of steer, steer away from sober community because I'm busy, because I'm exploring, because I'm working, because I want to reminisce with old friends. And that's okay. But it, definitely having a community where you feel like you belong is important. And I'm still trying to find a place where I really feel like I want to pursue relationships and um, living, you know. That's why my whole life is around travel, because I want to learn about people and learn about places. And that's the adventure. And now I have a new adventure that I have to conquer, (laughs) or I have to explore. Is that now when I travel, where are the other sober people at? Like, I want to know. And, you know, (laughs) this really distracted me. Um, I was walking here, and um, there's this dog just sitting there on the, it's like sitting by the entrance of of an apartment. And... When I was little, I used to have this white dog that kind of looked similar. Um, It wasn't my dog, but it was like one that lived on my block. And they always let it out outside. (laughs) Excuse me. And (laughs) my scaredy cat ass always thought it was a ghost. (laughs) Because I'd always see it at night. The persons must have been working all day in the morning or something. And they would never let it outside in the morning. So that when I'd come outside at night, to either put my dog outside or do something, I'd always see it there and I'd be like, oh my god, it's a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's kind of funny. All the things that you used to believe when you were little. I used to believe a lot of things, actually. Um, you know, used to believe in, like, dwarves and fairies. Used to dr- believe in dragons and knights. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to cough. Um... It's if if you're here in Minneapolis, you know that the weather is just very rainy. Very, it's the season for allergies right now. So be careful out there. <laughs> the pollen is really bad. But anyway, and there's you know wild dogs walking around. Obviously, <laughs> no, that one. This one's not wild. The one that I passed by. But I don't know. I used to believe a lot of things, and it's interesting because I feel like when we continue to like educate ourselves about things we learn and I'm interested to learn something about something this week whether it's at the museum whether it's about Minnesota there's a museum actually about 
the history of Minnesota that I really want to check out. Um, and other random museums in Minnesota that I've never even heard of. Because I'm a museum person. I go to museums quite often. Because I like to speculate on what people were thinking when they were discovering things. Or when they were painting or when they were sculpting. I like to fantasize about what the artist was thinking. Like, was he depressed? Was he on drugs? Was he passionately in love? I don't know. But I, I like to believe that when you look at an art piece, you can kind of tell what kind of mindset or what kind of life a person had. Maybe I'm ignorant. <laughs> Maybe it's not true. But I will probably share some of those um, experiences in this podcast. I appreciate everyone that has been listening to my podcast. And I also appreciate the patience. Um, <clears throat> after rehab, a lot of things have changed. And not so much physically, but emotionally. And it's been kind of taking a little while to get back on my feet. I'm I'm sober, obviously, but, um, you know, back on the plane of feeling normal. Because this is my new normal. And... Alcoholism is a disease. And I feel like that's all it is. It's just coping with the existence of a disorder. Coping with the existence of a disease. But there's a lot of people that live with disease and disorder. And they have very good lives. So that does not... Diminish my ego. <laughs> I, when I mean ego, I, I don't mean my high horse. I mean like just my personal, genuine ego. The ego that promotes self-care and the ego that promotes well-being. Not the high horse ego. And before I get going, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, if anyone is dealing with depression, anxiety or addiction, or relapse. There are some good resources out here in Minneapolis. And you can feel free to message me on Twitter via alva.com via alva at Twitter. (laughs) Just type it in there. And um, you can also reach out to me on Wisdo, the Wisdo app. And I'll be happy to talk to you. I'm not a trained professional. I'm not um, a doctor. I'm just a peer. And do something nice for yourself today. Do something kind to yourself and to someone else. Be patient with yourself. Take a deep breath. You can do it. And know that sometimes if you feel lost, it's in your mind. You're not lost. You're not hopeless. Sometimes the mind just likes to trick us. 
sometimes the world likes to trick us too.